Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. The Post Analog Podcast for Generation X. So this is my pod, but I've been blessed to have three, four friends who are going to be rotating co-hosts. And at the same time, hopefully I can get them their own show if they feel comfortable and do a show with me. But, you know, that, that's just how it is, how it should be. It's, it's, it's collaborating and then working together. And then, you know, maybe eventually you, you become a guest for each other or you become co-hosts of each other. So this is, this is Erica. It's okay. She works for a company where she's not supposed to be doing this fucking pod. <laughs> so I'll even bleep out her first name now, now that I think about that. It's okay. There's a lot of Erica's out there. <laughs> sure. And, um, you know, she did a short stint. We'll go over that on another episode. But she, you know, we met at junior college. It was K- KBCM or was it KPCC? KBCM. Okay, so ju- uh, junior college in the Valley. Mm-hmm. Right. So, you know, she she was an excellent single mic host, which I could never do. I've done it several times, but it's like pulling teeth for me. <laughs> Just how, used to talking how, to how, myself. How, <laughs> yeah, it, it's, the, it, it's a nutbag characteristic of you, huh? Oh, it, that's my side there. I go around, go around talking to myself, you know. <laughs> it was it? Was it really easy, just natural for you to just to host a show by yourself? Because I couldn't do it for life until like three years ago. You know, it was fun. I really enjoyed it because my goal was to hopefully provide something enlightening, something interesting, uh, spur, spur some conversation, anything. And then I just I liked it. It was fun because I'm always thinking I'm always thinking out loud and I'll walk around the apartment doing that and I have to watch myself. Because I'll do that at the store. <laughs> Thank God for masks. Because you can't see me talking to myself. Right. So you can just be embarrassing and just, uh, well, I'm wearing a mask anyway. <laughs> exactly. And now I can pretend I put an earbud in me and my head on my ear and stuff. And I pretend I'm talking. <laughs> I'm yeah, talking I'm trying to, to myself. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out if I launch the Zoom, what? how am I going to hide your face? <laughs> oh, you know, we can put a, don't you have like little character faces? <laughs> sure. Something like, and Zoom provides like the email names too. Okay. At the bottom. So uh, we'll we'll see what I when I I probably just use an uh, an audio form like an audiogram so we can just do it that way. So uh, to the topic, yeah, I, I have some questions for you, but this is an important part because uh, the network would like to hear Gen X stuff and over forty stuff. So everyone that I'm gonna uh, hopefully gonna have rotating coasts for are all over 40 you know I'm, yeah. I'm i'm gonna be i'm knocking on 50s door so um i'll let you run a couple of uh let you run a couple of um questions by me and then we'll we'll get down with the pot well you know originally charles i was thinking why is this guy my first question are you single have you ever been married is that never heavy? been married Okay. Proposed twice. You did. Wow. Okay. That's good. That's going to be good. I have to go down well, that route. Well, one proposed to me. Oh, that's great. By the way, I'm not well hung. So it has nothing to do with that. <laughs> it wasn't sexual <laughs> well, prowess or longevity or anything, but I, I, 
I don't know. I don't know if you need to be well hung. Honestly, I think you just need to be able to satisfy your partner. Oh, I, I knock, knock, joke my way into vagina. So, yeah, I, that's that's <laughs> that's my thing, you know. So so one of the things that I wanted to ask you, and like I said, originally I was thinking about like, why are you still single? Yada, yada, yada. But then I, I took a step back and I started thinking, well, you know, there are a lot of people who are single now. It, it's not like um, 20, 30 years ago where I think the people had an idea, I'm going to get married by this time and, you know, have kids by this time. Um, I think it's different. And I definitely think things have changed drastically since COVID. So uh, one of the things I did want to ask you is, are you thinking that there's something wrong with you because you're not married right now? Uh-huh. Open up the buffet <laughs> of, of loopiness. No, to I'm just going to go right to the corner. Right. No, no, right no. No, skip the soup and salad. Um, <laughs> I And please, Erica and listener, take this in as data. Don't feel bad because this is edutainment at the same mm-hmm. time. Mm-hmm. And, and maybe like if you were listening to this, if you're older in the 80s, you might feel bad. But this is all part of life. This is what is the makeup of the world, right? Right. So I am an illegitimate child. My mom was the other woman. Mm-hmm. My dad used to visit us maybe four or five times a night, have dinner with us and be physically intimate with my mom. Once in a while, I would open the door and forget that it was locked. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I was the other child. I mean, the, the, the illegitimate child, my brother and I. Right. Mm -hmm. My mom was the other woman for a long time. That has the majority of it Mm -hmm. because my dad comes from an uber privileged um, Chinese company where they started their own pharmaceutical company. They were like one of I think there's about nine and they were like easily top five. Mm -hmm. So he came. He was privileged. My dad was privileged. Amongst illegitimate children and people who are poor, we were perceived as privileged, but the richer, I'm sure my richer Chinese side family would see me as, uh, you know, lower tier. So mm-hmm. with that, I was still grateful for my childhood because my Filipino side and, and I was really raised to, I was told at an early age, like, Hey, uh, you are blood your dad's mm-hmm. wife has adopted kids. They mm-hmm. don't, he, he couldn't, she couldn't produce kids not to knock on her, but your dad mm-hmm. wanted to have kids. Mm-hmm. Right. So mm-hmm. I was not depressed. I was not mm-hmm. sad. It was one of those accepting things, which is very silent generation, baby boomer mentality. Mm-hmm. It's like, so I, I was not sad or depressed. I think my brother took it the other way where he, he would lay his head low a little bit but for me i was just like i was like a beautiful big beautiful woman girl Mm -hmm. i'm sexy anyways (laughs) you see these fat ankles well these are delicious to lick on so i carried myself like a bbw right Uh so that's where it all stems erica that that's the biggest plate that i could feed you as far as for information of upbringing where i didn't think relationships would last. And my mom and dad didn't get married until like I was 34 because the first wife passed away. I see. That's okay. a lot, huh? Okay. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that being said, so what you're saying, and I have to go back to my original question to you. Sure. When you mentioned your background, so you're saying that that still influences your decisions or your path. And because of that, you make fucked up choices. <laughs> I don't well, know how else to put I was, it. Or I, is it. I was fucked up. Period. You were fucked up. Your choices weren't fucked up. My, my choices, I, I dated, I treated the women who deserve to be treated, meaning like if they were nice people, mm-hmm. uh, long-term relationship potential, like long-term relationship potential. Okay. I, I maneuvered like if women, like if they were a total whore bag, then it's on, then that's just what we're going to do. Okay. Which is unusual for our time mm-hmm. because guys like, Oh my God, I'm so in love with this woman because we have sex so much. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of people we've met mm-hmm. who are older. It's like, oh, we just happen to be intimate all the time. And then we fell in love. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, you know, yeah, because we were intimate. Therefore, yeah. we are in love. Therefore, yeah. this is long term. So. Um, with with knowing my mom was the other woman, uh-huh. this is where I made the fucked up choice. Whenever I'd get into an argument with a long-term chick, mm-hmm. I'd try to fuck someone else. And I did. And that is based because your mother was the other woman? And because my dad was knowingly sleeping with a bunch of other women. Okay. And you still think that way today? No. Oh, this is a heavy Bible of a podcast. Because okay. this is... This is <laughs> This is 20-year-old, let's say 20s, Charles. Okay, okay, got it. Maybe up to 33. Okay, okay. And then you came to realization when? What happened? What snapped you into starting to realize or starting to to reflect inside of yourself and saying, well, wait a minute, is there something that I'm doing, you know, that could be not helpful in these situations? And how can I correct it? Because I really do want to find somebody eventually. To tie it in, because you and I met at L.A. Valley College, mm-hmm. I stole a girl from another guy at L.A. Valley College, which you've mm-hmm. seen at the program. OK, <laughs> All right. beautiful mixed girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was Chinese and Mexican. She had like a bunch of like ear piercings. If I showed mm-hmm. you a photo, you'd remember her. Mm-hmm. So I jacked her from a nice dude. His name sounds like Tio. OK, so. so <laughs> Um, and, and I thought I could change her. I was like, oh, this chick has a boyfriend and she's seeing this dude from the, from LA Valley college. Oh, I'm, I'm daddy. Mm-hmm. I'm 13 years older. She's 21. Mm-hmm. You know, I, oh, I'm totally going to daddy this bitch and I'm going to mm-hmm. change her. I, I have the holy dick. Mm-hmm. I have the biblical mind mm-hmm. and she's never going to cheat on me. But how is a girl with a boyfriend that's cheating on a guy who goes to LABC and mm-hmm. then I I grab her time away from those two? Mm-hmm. So I got cheated on. I found out um, from from looking at her fucking texts. OK, you have to phone. <laughs> another- by the way, I was raised by aunts. <laughs> so I got a lot of feminine detective in me. OK, <laughs> so, well. Oh, no, we'll go back to that, too. Okay, I'm telling you, this is going to be a loaded. I haven't even gotten back to you. So this is going to be a loaded pod. 
Mm-hmm. So I saw her text. It was short of saying that was great. That was a great fuck session. And nothing was stipulated by that. Mm-hmm. But when you see texts like, and she's telling you, oh, I'm, I'm going to be busy with the group study, but it's only with one guy. And she'd say like, oh, I had fun with you. That's like saying your cum tastes good. Yeah. Might okay. as well, right? <laughs> so when that happened to me, that's when I go, oh, this is the karmic fucking gods hitting me in the Ooh. ass. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I thought like, oh, I'm working two, three jobs. I'm making six figures. I'm a dickhead with a Bluetooth while I'm driving guy. Mm-hmm. You know, I was like, oh, oh, here's humble pie. <laughs> I've never been cheated on until I met that person. Oh, and I used to always cheat on girls I would date if we got into a big mm-hmm. argument. Mm-hmm. A lot of it is also because of me. Mm-hmm. I would cheat on girls. Mm-hmm. You know, so yeah, that was the turning point that made me realize it's time to change. Up to that point, mm-hmm. I was the, I'd rather you just stay at home, raise the kids, yeah. single income. Yeah. yeah. That's completely mm-hmm. changed okay. now. Yeah. Oh, well, that's good. I, do, do you think that's good? I mean, I'm just, I think it's great. I'm curious as to, I'm, I'm curious as to, so then after that point of the relationship you had that you were involved deeply or semi-deeply, I'm not sure. Did you have a conversation? Did you have a conversation with him and tell him, look, I'm not ready to commit or be, you know, one-on-one there, you know, I, I still like just to hang out with you, maybe hang out with other people being upfront and honest, because I think it's important because I think a lot of people go through this, you know, they think in their mind, you know, yeah, I changed, I did this and I really wanted to, cause this happened to me. I didn't want to do that again because I realized like you just said, karma came back and bit you. But the question I have goes back to, so after that event, then you were, you were single-minded of I'm going to commit to one person when I do that. And, and that's great. And that's well, that was the end of it or, did it happen again? It, it was more of, okay, when I get into a serious relationship, mm-hmm. I'm going to communicate and I'm not going to wander off and sleep with someone else. Okay. You know, if, if, if a big argue, argument comes up, I'm not going to cheat on them. And that's uh, because of that experience you had? Yes. And, that, and that, that was the pain that of was being the, cheated yeah. on. Okay. It okay. was really tough, Erica. I mean, it was it was eye opening how painful that was. I didn't know what heartache was mm-hmm. until this pretty young thing, who I didn't see long. I was forcing the long term stuff because, you know, like with guys, for us, everything's a trophy, right? Okay. You know, I, I took photos of her knowingly that. Um, See, pussy's still fucking up my my thing right now, dude. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Is that your cat? That's my cat. <laughs> I'm like, darn it. it keeps right, no, 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 it's all good. Um, just in the conversation. Right. So like with guys were so visual, you know, that was when cell phones had starting to have improved cameras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And because I was 33 and not married, I was like, showing photos to my guy friends and that's where Facebook they're like oh my god she's so pretty I'm like well bro you're like my best friend take a look at her naked yeah I would yeah, show yeah. photos of them and, and be like whoo yeah boy 
But the thing is, um, guys are so visual. And I thought, oh, if my mate is going to be this fine, it's going to improve my work life. If I take yeah. it to a corporate party, they're going to be like, damn, dude. You know, plus it's just when you're with a good mate, there's something to an ebb and flow to your life that changes. Oh, I have this handle. I can, I'm with someone who I like or I think is ideal. Mm -hmm. Then everything flows a little bit better. You know mm -hmm. that, right? Mm -hmm. If you're yeah. in a miserable relationship, it's a terrible life. So going back to what you're not talking about. So I'm, I'm thinking that when people get involved in relationships, um, for example, do you look for a person physically first and there's got to be some type of spark and if there's no spark, there's no interest, or maybe there's somebody that you might start talking to. And then eventually there's a, you become attracted to them. I'm not sure if you've had that experience where you, you think you're like, okay, they're nice people. Yeah. I'm just going to talk to them. And all of a sudden you start getting this attraction towards them. Like, Oh, I wasn't expecting that. So yeah. is it kind of a combination? Is it, or do you strictly look for something? Because as you keep mentioning, men are, men are visual, right? But my question is, is there a point in, in your dating experience where you start looking at different factors of a person rather than just the visual? Uh, let me be petulant and honest. Up to like the early 30s, it was visual first. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely visual first. Yeah. And then the game plan is to sleep with them. Mm -hmm. And then hopefully they're a cool person. And then either you aggressively break up or passive aggressively break up. Yeah. You know, so it, yeah. it's actually male lack of communication. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But, but that's for our time. It seems like these kids who are like 30 and under, mm -hmm. they seem to be like, Hey, this is just sex. They're pretty upfront, mm -hmm. you know, but for us, uh, speaking on the male side, we we're like pansies and pussies because we would just want to have sex, but we try to be romantic. And why would you want to be romantic and pretend to be long-term now? Th now that I'm 46 and side note, which will be another conversation, uh, 2020 was a bad year at the start of the pandemic. My mom, you know, has cognitive issues. Uh, you know, uh, she's very forgetful, dementia, yeah. and is on dialysis. Yeah. My that brother has an autoimmune disease called Guillain-Barre syndrome and is on dementia. I mean, and is on uh, dialysis. So you can imagine the strain on that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah. Your libido, your outlook in life. Well, because um, you're now you're this is life now. This is this is the reality of life. I mean, and you just don't know what it's gonna throw at you, right? You hope it's a little bit smooth sailing, but it really you just don't know. Life, like I said, just threw everyone a wrench with with the COVID. Right. So now I'm thinking I may. I may have to be the one not wearing the pants anymore. I need to find someone with financial prowess. Okay. Uh, yep. And, and, and it's, it's the toughest shift because I used to be very monkey 
Tarzan Charles. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Swinging on a vine with a banana, you know? <laughs> but but that is no... Now, I can't date a pretty girl with issues that I have to carry mm-hmm. up. Because normally, very beautiful girls are, are fucked up. You know? Like, you... From your experience, women in their 40s and up who are single... How bad, how bad or how fucked up are they? Especially if, you know, aesthetically, they're really good looking. What, what are your thoughts? I, I don't think, I don't know if, if it's so much as that are fucked up. I think what happens is um, people make a variety of choices. So the women that I know, the ones that are 40 plus that are single, um, they do meet, they do have relationships and they end up having a lot of uh, turnaround with other relationships and it doesn't work out and they, they question themselves. And I think a lot of times people get into that situation where, as I mentioned, what is it that you're looking for in a relationship? Because I think those are the questions when you're younger, you're not really thinking about, you're just like, well, when I was younger, I, I liked attractive men. There were certain things I looked for and that's what I went after. Physically, they had to be extremely fit. I mean, that was just my, my preference at the time. As you get older, and you begin to, to realize, well, there's got to be more to people than just physically fit because we're all going to grow old and your body's going to change and you got to be able to, to adapt. And you start to realize, you ask yourself the question, what am I willing to live with? And what am I willing not to live with? So I don't want a person who cheats on me. I had a lot of people who did that. I did the same thing too, though. So I can't, sure. I can't blame them all. And then the other question is, um, are you looking for a partner to... Uh, support you. I was never a person to look for a partner to support me because I like to support myself. So I like a person who works with me as a partner. I want a partner. I don't want a person who, who is a breadwinner and then tells me what to do because I don't do well with people telling me what to do. And with women in their 40s, you get to a point where you begin to know yourself well enough to understand what you like and what you don't like. And if you meet somebody and they try to change you or try to act a certain way, you're not going to put up with it. You, because you know who you are. You begin to realize, oh, no, I'm not going to deal with that. I don't have to, especially now, especially since the hashtag Me Too Women movement came out. They made a difference because people were going through jobs and they're trying to act a certain way. Women were trying to always quiet what was going on because they knew that they were getting harassed and they couldn't, they didn't know who to report this to, to talk to. And they begin to have empowerment in their own personal life where they said, oh, I'm, this is BS. I'm not going to have someone tell me what to do. Someone try to rape me. Someone, all this stuff goes on in a woman's mind and they're dealing with it on a daily basis with the, the encounters that they have with men. So they, they have that empowerment where they say enough is enough. I know the difference now. I don't have to put up with this shit because that's what it comes down to. Now, if they're 40 and still haven't found anyone, I think they, they're going to take their time. It's not a bad thing. It used to be a taboo thing where you're, you're 40, you don't have, you're not married, you don't have any kids. It's changed because society has changed. The thought of it has changed. So we're not looking at it, this, this idea that you have to be 29 and you got to be married. 32, you got to have your first kid. You know, these, these numbers. And that is society telling you what you are. And I think the younger generation understands, oh, you don't have to tell me who I am because I don't want to be told who I am. And if I want to do this, I'm going to do it. If I want to act a certain way, I'm going to act a certain way. If I want to dress a certain way, I'm going to dress a certain way. If I want to be 
uh, gay, if I want to be bisexual, if I want to be anything I want, I can do it. And they don't have to uh, fight it as much as we did or hide it as much as we did. Yeah, and also there's, there's changes in males, right? Everyone under 25, I've seen so many like, oh, this 22-year-old became a millionaire right before turning mm. 22. I'm seeing yeah, yeah. So, so many of them who are successful already. Yeah. yeah. And a lot of them um, are very aware because of YouTube, the internet. You know, Gary yeah. V. Most Gary Vaynerchuk, owner of VaynerMedia and is a very successful, you know, uh, inspirational coach, he motivator. Um, a, a lot of his audience are millennials and Gen Z's because now mm -hmm. they see him as like the financial dad, too. So, yeah. So, yeah. So things are changing. And, you know, um, if we go back to a lot of your questions, like for me, men are changing. Mm -hmm, uh, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm fortunate yeah, enough to be in a podcast network and even previously in radio to where mm -hmm. you, you, there's the dumb, the dumb dumbs who are 18 to 20 yeah. who are just enamored by a world yeah. famous Mike. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then you've seen the ones who are like in studio and they're editing bumpers and sweepers mm -hmm. and they're creating commercials. Nose to the grindstone. Mm-hmm. And then you see the ones who are like 38 and up and I don't think they could even fathom leaving radio because it's such a cool setup, mm -hmm. but it's not as financially as they want to do, but now they're all venturing out and doing side gigs. Mm -hmm. They're doing real estate and radio. Yeah. Yeah. Starting a podcast on real estate, you know, because the radio gig pays them under six figures, but it's not, you know, it's in the 80s, let's say. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, yeah, in, in regards to being single, I'm also glad that I didn't marry a few of the girls mm -hmm. because I wasn't ready. It was just yeah. our generation dictating yeah. mid-20s, early 30s. Yeah. Put a baby in that stomach. Yeah. yeah. Get married. Yeah. That's right. I just wasn't ready. But honestly, Erica, until my brother walks, which is knock on fiberglass, <laughs> um, it looks like he's going to walk. So that's going to be a big help for me. And then there's that's the option. Yeah. yeah. I thought yeah, I, I had huge. a vegetable. Yeah. Oof. Yeah. That's you know how heavy that is? That, no. Personally, I don't. I cannot imagine what you're going under. My, my options were, yeah, I'm going to send both of these people to the Philippines. It's a lot cheaper anyways, cost of living. Mm -hmm. This guy's going to be bedridden for the rest of his life. And I just have to grind out here. We have, yeah. we, I own a three bedroom townhouse. I'm going to rent out two bedrooms. Mm -hmm. So it, let's say I, I clocked two grand out of that. That's going straight to the Philippines. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that, that's where yeah. my mindset was and my stress was. And it's like, yeah. you know, as I told you off mic, I may have to get a Kentucky Fried job, mm -hmm. you know, a McJob, you know, and I don't know what's going to happen because my mind and heart is still into doing broadcasting and podcasting. I can't let it go. It's like yeah. those, these stand-up comics who became successful. Yeah, yeah. They, they, they just cannot let it go. And I can't mm -hmm. let this go. 
So that's where I am with dating. And maybe before I toss some stuff your way, did you have any other questions you wanted to flush out or maybe yeah, yeah, go so, over like so, what the dating scene is like? Well, yeah, because our, so your date, so you're talking about you're in this, this world because you, first of all, again, you, you were in this tremendous amount of stress and you still are. I mean, it's not, still. it's not a, it's a heavy load you have that you're, you're carrying. And how does that, how are you trying to incorporate that by, there you go, by how do you find somebody or meet somebody and be able to, uh, share with them, be honest with them saying, Hey, I have this time, but I, I don't have this time really to put in because I have these responsibilities. I mean, what, how do you find, what do you do and how are you meeting people at the time to, to be able to, you know, start being who you are? Cause you still have a life yourself. Sure. So the pandemic 2020 was not kind to slant dyed slopes, Asians like me. We talked about this off mic. <laughs> um, because even if I was, I feel like if I was Caucasian or Latin or black, the first, I want to say nine months of the pandemic, you know, this is yeah. the lockdown, not lockdown curfew periods. People did not want to meet new people and be physically intimate. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot of relationships that were enhanced and there mm -hmm. were a lot of divorces that yeah. took place. So what happened to me was, um, Oh my God, 2020, I had sex like three times. <laughs> That's probably a lot for somebody in 2020, <laughs> you know, I, that don't have connections or people they can hook up with, you know, I. I... <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I, I should say I had sex with three different people. I didn't have sex three times. Sorry. That's oh, incorrect. three different people. Okay. Right. Three times. Okay. Three different people. Two of them okay. were exes. Okay. Okay. But okay. I think I got laid no more than like 14 times, like once mm -hmm. a month, mm -hmm. once a month. <laughs> so how's your, how's your hand doing? <laughs> yeah. It, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'm well, now it's looking better now, but back then now. <laughs> it looked like I was a Lords of the ring extra or something. I looked like Hobbit, like a Hobbit, you know, like I was mm -hmm. pulling rope every day, but it, it was tough because, uh, there was a lot of Asian hatred. So yeah. a cute chick uh, messaged me on Bumble and, and it's like, I just want to, I, I don't even recall. So I'm paraphrasing. I just want to let you know, I'm added. I'm adding you just so I can send you a message that your people caused this pandemic. And there's no way in hell I would ever touch your dick. Oh God. And I, it was, it was one of those reactions where I was so overwhelmed with emotion where I, it felt like I was seeing white. Oh my gosh. And I just hit block. I wish I would have thought screenshot. Wow. <laughs> right. Put it, put her yeah. on blast. <laughs> Probably better wow. anyways, because yeah. God knows how, how many negative comments I'd get anyways. Yeah. But it was one of those where it was just like, Oh, this was tough. So we'll go now to 2021. So now people are getting vaccinated there's the double boosting and my mind right now is uh you've seen a couple of screenshots there was that 146 year old yep. from woodland right hills yep. yeah that's the first two i do believe uh-huh um she's 46 small business owner from woodland hills mm -hmm. um and then one of the messages she said was like i think it was short and then she sent me a link to vimeo yeah yeah, yeah. It was about 
uh, being vegan and non-meat eating. So, oh, so I, she was advertising. <laughs> right. So uh, we were exchanging messages. Um, and I was just like, wait, so if I, I, I told her I love meat. So is that a deal breaker? <laughs> uh-huh. so she's all, yeah, pretty much. Then the messaging stopped. So it, it, it that goes to what you said about like, you know, in, when you're in your 40s, it's like, yeah. we know what we want, right? But there wasn't yeah. any room for further conversation. And was then, she real? Oh, yeah. We ended up exchanging numbers like I uh, commented and messaged uh, okay. on Vimeo. I'm so just curious August. because sometimes you sometimes you know they they pretend that they are this person right and they're really not like need a catfish right 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 yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. so we exchange numbers we even Facetime yeah. just to see because it's a long drive yeah. to Woodland Hills um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah we just you know we I thought it could have gone further if the meat eating thing wasn't an issue but apparently mm-hmm. for for more people so that was a decent exchange right mm-hmm. yeah. got a match yeah. cool done i think the second one was why when i was quarantining in the philippines because i flew back yeah can you imagine erica i was in a hotel for 10 days i uh, i don't know how and then at a house <laughs> for four days i had to quarantine for 14 days yeah so this chick is much younger and then i told her i just want to have fun and she giggled mm-hmm. right like he he sure uh-huh. mm-hmm. right something like that Mm-hmm. So, you know, we we banged like rabbits. I was in the Philippines for 29 days. You know, 15 mm-hmm. days were me doing all the errands for the homes. Mm-hmm. And um, there's that. Like, there's a lot of women in their 20s, mid to late 20s, that they want a daddy. Okay. Like, they have a strong libido and they mm-hmm. want someone to be their Gary Vaynerchuk of life. Yeah, yeah. It looks like you were going to say something. No, I was going to say because that's that's a point I was going to bring out to you because I noticed that you talked about the first one who was about in her 40s and this one being in her 20s. And if you're just looking for somebody that's kind of just wants to have fun, have sex, basically, you look for somebody younger. Is that what you do? Or you hope that maybe somebody who's maybe in their 40s because, you know, the libido for women changes too. Yeah. Um, if they look like they're a uh, fucking filthy animal in bed Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. i'm gonna be a filthy texter okay (laughs) so i'm gonna i'm trying to gauge if she looks like she has her shit together i'm Mm -hmm. not gonna be like that until we're actually sleeping together okay right all right so that and then and then you and then you meet them how on on on, online uh, through what it's facebook dating tinder bumble okay okay and then the philippines they have like their whore apps out there Mm -hmm. where they're just (laughs) They'll, they'll pretend, oh, I'm a nice girl, but if you want a massage, it's only $50. <laughs> yeah. Oh, geez. <laughs> you know, so they have like, uh, plus, you know, I have a lot of uh, male friends who their younger brothers are like in their 30s. So they're like, dude, do you want to? I think this girl thinks you're cute. So I'll give you a pass or your number. So stuff like that. Uh huh. Uh huh. And, and, you know, dating in another country is different. Mm-hmm. I bet it is. I, you know, I didn't even think about that. You're right. Cause I, I, we're here in the States. So if you're going to be dating somebody, you got it. Yeah, you're right. So what makes it different in, in the Philippines versus here? You have to be non-rapey 
for like three, four days. Non rapey, right? Non rapey, right? Like it, there's, you have to what? be like not aggressive and just good coffee. Okay, we're eating steak. Okay, okay, tomorrow. Okay, we'll go to the museum or whatever. Uh huh. Then okay, oh, that's good that you have a great relationship. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oh, you went to school. Okay. You studied psych. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Date number three. Um, that's when you it, it, you have to be demure. Oh, geez. Yeah. And that's a bad thing. <laughs> well, not if you're only not if you're there for if you just got I... out of a 14-day quarantine. <laughs> yeah. You know, so but even pre-pandemic, um, when I moved out there to do voiceover work mm-hmm. like i would go i would be a serial dater for like four to five weeks no sex mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then after that you're banging three four girls mm-hmm. during the oh, week okay. so you gotta okay so, <laughs> you know but but dating in in the philippines you still have to be very like uh th- there's a spanish and filipino term called or filipinos grabbed the context and murdered it um it's called delicadeza uh-huh. So it's just just about you know courting the very mm-hmm, proper mm-hmm, way, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but but yeah, but right now I'm in this weird nebulous cloud of dating where it's just like, where do I go, you know? Because the priority is my brother and my mom. Yeah, yeah. That that in in in, in basic, even though we've been recording for a while, is why I'm single. That's the story why I'm single. Yeah, but um, I'm I'm still I'm still curious about the. Back to the very original question when you talked about, and I know it changed when you were in your 20s and your 30s and stuff. Do you still have something in the back of your mind that might stop you from really um, having wanting a fulfilling relationship? Somebody that you really want to, I don't know the word is settle down because I'm not sure. Is that something you want or is it something you yes. just want a long-term part? You do want a long-term per- partner? Yeah, yeah, I do oh. want to settle down. Okay. And settle down means what to you? Get married. Not necessarily okay. kids. Okay. But get married, or I'll be happy to date a uh, divorcee. Okay, we're not too bad. It, are you? <laughs> yeah, I was divorced. Yeah. Well, how many times were you married? Once. Just once. Just once. Uh, once was enough for me. Once was enough for me, and I say that because I was really young when I got married. I was eighteen when I got married. And, See, because society yeah. told us to get married right away. Yeah, yeah and I just, I, it just, it, I. It was not right. It was just not right. Three months into it, I'm like, I want out. <laughs> I, and it took me three years to get out, and I got out. Yeah. So, yeah, but. I, go ahead. Gonna, sorry. No, no, I was going to say, so with you, you want, you do want a committed relationship and have have your, uh, I don't know what called, requirements. Are you looking for, what is it that you're looking for then? And this might be helpful, audience, if you're listening. Right. <laughs> um what he's looking for find what are you find what are you finding that is most attractive to you now as opposed to when you're you know in your 20s and 30s is there something particular that you're looking for now with a woman a woman not a girl a woman right um if it's long term because i'm still a man man so I, i i need to get down and have sex okay so for right now while this whole health earthquake and financial mm-hmm. earthquake that's happening with my brother and my mom. Yeah. Um, someone to talk to like a friends with benefits. 
Okay. So it eventually it becomes like exclusive sexually. You know, you don't want to catch STDs, mm -hmm. you know, oh, no. yeah. but, but you don't want to have a commitment right away. Mm -hmm. You just want to sleep with each other. A, if you guys are sexually compatible mm -hmm. and then B, is there a strong friendship? Mm -hmm. And then it becomes a relationship. That's my ideal game plan. But you know, uh, my mom having this cognitive issue mm -hmm. and me only working in the evenings online and then people send me stuff to edit and master and, and mix. Um, it very, it's very tough. So, uh, the biggest step is my brother walking. Mm -hmm. If he and I can both start working remote because right now, yeah, I want to say the last two years I've spent easy six figures. Yeah, yeah. Without any income. Yeah. So yeah. the the, the hole is deeper. Yeah. You know, when you're spending uh, um, ancillary medical, mm -hmm. like I'm I'm paying for the food. You yeah. know, I'm covering the medical, uh, the the electric bills. I'm helping my mm -hmm. mom. So, mm -hmm. you know, because uh, my mom has um, broken her femur in 2018. And then mm -hmm. broke three ribs last September. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, she's a fall risk. And if I were to put her in a skilled nursing facility, it's like 125 mm. grand a year. Yeah, I know. That I know how much share. Yeah. Jesus. Right. And, and yeah. then and then people with dementia, they don't develop. They they regress so much if mm -hmm. they're just at like this, it'll look like a um a loony bin for them. So yeah, they're just yeah. going to go nuts. Like with my mom, yeah. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, we walk, we go to the mall, mm -hmm. we go to the grocery store. And mm -hmm. her brain is like, she's almost normal. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Erica. So mm -hmm. we'll see what happens. I mean, I, it, it, it's going to take a lot for me to, to be in a committed relationship because this is my priority first right now. At least yeah, get my yeah. brother walking and then take it from there. Sorry, hold on. No, no, no worries. Hold on. Sorry. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me? Sorry. He put yep. me on mute. Oh, he did. <laughs> he put me on mute. We're talking yeah. about, uh, what's your cat's name? Bailey. <laughs> Bailey. Good old Bailey. <laughs> Bailey looks cute, though. But, but yeah, that's where I'm at. That's where I'm at. That's why well, I'm single. That is a lot. And I mean, to, to, again, I, I, I'm, I know there are many people I'm sure who um, share my sentiment that it's, you know, I'm so sorry that you have to go through so much. Um, and it's Thanks. hard. It's hard when you feel like you're, well, you are the only person who's out there doing it. And it's hard to have, it's hard to be in a relationship. I can see that even if you were in a relationship, it would be hard on the relationship as well because of the commitment. And, um, the commitment it takes for relationships sometimes people don't understand right and that's that's something that you that i could say is a priority for you to find a compassionate person as well who's able to support you and your emotions and your your health your mental health because i'm sure that's that's part of this whole this whole uh, journey that you're going through right now and it's it's got to take a toll on you and so it's, to have, yeah sorry Sorry, to, to have a person in your life that helps support that is probably a, a different way of looking at a person um, that you want to have a commitment with. You, you really are looking for somebody that's going to be more than, of course, you want the sexual part, the attraction. That's that's great. 
But like you said, it's that friend, that person who's that ear. And those are those are hard to come by there. You can be in a relationship. You don't necessarily have that. But if you have that and that's a focus of yours, then that's something that would really be an asset to you, of course, as well as them, because they're not going to participate unless they want to. And they're not going to be there unless they want to. And there are people out there. And I hope you find that person. <laughs> yeah. And, and right now it's all physical first. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we could even do a pod from teens to 30. Yeah. Oh, because I mean, the, for a male, again, it's different for men because women, again, are, it's not that they're not sexual creatures. I'm, I'm going to, I'll go back on this because I was very sexual when I was young. I mean, sure. I mean, I was, we all, I was, we all just, were. I was just like very, very, very sexual. And I always felt guilty about it because of my Catholic upbringing. <laughs> Same <laughs> here. Just, Spice trade right? culture. Like, oh my God, it was always in the back of my head, right? <laughs> I'm going to burn in hell. <laughs> I'm right. like, oh, well, screw it. I'm going to go. I'm going to go my way. But yeah, yeah, that, that's a great, we could talk about that. Um, but there's, like I said, with you and, and uh, I, I don't question you anymore. Looking at you like, well, now why is Charles still single? There's a lot. Then that's the whole thing about life. Life is this, this whole jambalaya, this mix of all these different things happening to us at once. And we just, it, it would be ideal, but it's not, that's not life then. And that's the whole point. It's not life. Life is always this unexpected journey. And we don't know what's going to come down the road. We have no idea who we're going to meet. We have no idea how we're going to meet. People that I've met in my life or how you meet people, you might say you're going to meet them on the internet. It could be something completely out of the blue. You're in a coffee shop grabbing some coffee and something happens. Things like that always change our lives that drastically um, when it comes to moments like that. But in the meanwhile, COVID has killed a lot of that. I know that sure. it's, it's, it's put, it, it put everyone in a little different mindset and it goes back to even mental health, something that, you know, we could even talk about more with you because I'm sure, again, like you said, you are under tremendous, tremendous amount of stress. It's not just regular stress. I, for me, I admire what you're doing because I, I, that is every day, nonstop. It's not There's no breaks. a rest. There's, There's no, no breaks. There's no breaks. Like what, I mean, I want to record more, but we yeah. have to cut it in like seven minutes. Cause I'm going to be headed to Davida to pick up my brother and my mom. Yeah. You know, but, but, but it's, it'll be a good cliffhanger because I feel like the next episode should be about you. You know, I'll be interviewing you. Um, and then we'll leave up some stuff because there's, there's dating from your teens to your thirties that you go through. So I, I was in a const, I was constantly in relationships in my twenties, which probably mm -hmm. got me burnt out. And then by yeah. the time I met you, I yeah. made all the mistakes. And then here I am, <laughs> I'm 31. I met Erica. I met a bunch of people at junior college because I wanted to learn pro tools, you know? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I hooked up with like, four really attractive girls and just did the Jedi mind mind trick to them. I am knowledgeable. I will listen. <laughs> I will take you to nice places. I'm still listening while you're undressing. You know, I pulled all those stops. Yeah. yeah. You know, I mean, uh, the, the dating part is, is almost like so evergreen. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's amazing. A conversation. Mm -hmm. You know, but, yeah. but I just, I just feel like 
I know that I have so many more layers, but I want the next episode to be a little mm -hmm. bit about you and mm -hmm. we'll just tease the people about that. And then the third episode, we'll talk about dating in our, in our youth. Yeah. What we could learn from. I was looking for love in all places. I bet. Oh boy. <laughs> I bet. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I bet. <laughs>